Hello, and welcome to the One Trust Talks Tech Podcast. This is episode number nine, recorded on July 24th, 2023. My name is Roger Dean, and I work on the product team here at One Trust, and will be acting as the host of this podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at our new AI governance product with the product manager, Lawrence McNally. After that, I'll go over the new features that were released in the 2023 07.1.0 release, which came out last Monday, July 17th. Before we really get started, just a quick reminder that this podcast reflects OneTrust's current expectations for product capabilities. Be advised that dates and features may be subject to change and should not be relied upon when making purchase decisions. All right, so now we're going to talk to our guest, Lawrence McNally, who's a product manager here at OneTrust. Lawrence is actually the first official repeat uh, guest presenter, guest speaker on the podcast, which is a, quite an honor. So uh, and thanks, Lawrence. We are going to talk about AI governance. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Lawrence. Hey, Roger. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back. So, you know, just to help me out and maybe other folks out, maybe just give us a brief description of what AI governance is and, and why it's so important today based on what's happening in, in technology and in, you know, IT. Yeah, definitely. I think AI is on the top of everyone's mind over the past couple of months since the launch of uh, ChatGPT and, and people using generative AI rapidly across organizations. So at OneTrust, we've been thinking about this for quite a time. It's been going on behind the scenes for well over a year on building out AI governance. And that's just a way of governing governing your AI within your organization that you're building and you're acquiring from third party through apps. And that's super important because that allows you to build in ethical AI and uh, explainability, ensuring you're not biased in your, your AI implementations and also uh, ultimately building more trust with your customers. So can they trust what you're doing with your data and like how you're processing that? That, that makes sense. Maybe maybe we could talk about what some of the risks are or, or a little bit of a background on how actually AI works. Like if you're implementing AI internal in your company, where is that information coming from that is building the intelligence to answer those kind of questions? And I assume that's what some of the risks are is that though that that data that the AI is pulling from may actually contain individual or other types of information that should not be included. Yeah, definitely. I think 99% of people aren't going to be out building their own models from scratch. They're going to take something uh, pre-trained, like uh, something from OpenAI or a model that has already been built, and then they're doing this fine-tuning process on top of it. And that consists of you have your model and you expose it to some more data sets. And then from there, your your model can be put into production. But if, if you think about risks, uh, take the case of using generative AI, which is an awesome solution for, for so many businesses. But maybe you want to train it on your Confluence documents. So mm-hmm. you want to fine tune your, your generative AI model on Confluence. And so uh, you go and you expose it to everything in your wikis. But you don't know what's in your wikis. You know an idea of like it's like all our our products, our R and D documentation. But you don't know if there's authentication tokens in there, if there's PII in there. Uh, so that's a risk. Sure. So if I query this, I can now say like, hey, like what's my S three auth tokens? And if that's not trained or sorry, if that's not uh, detected and it's already been put into the fine tuning. There's a possibility that that's going to give back auth tokens to people that should not have access to it. 
Right. And as we as we know internally, and as sure most all customers do, is you you know those kind of data sources just grow exponentially, and it's very very hard to keep track of what's in there. And uh, we've seen cases where people have posted, just like you said, private keys, auth tokens, things like that, or passwords for demo accounts or whatever in Confluence. And if if the AI is just scrubbing through all that data and someone says, you know, what's a password for blah, 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 it'll just go find it and say, here it is kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And most hacks come from a credentials being leaked more than people actually going in and hacking the system. So if you're doing the same with a, another good example of this is your your cases of prod support, you're just putting all that data into a chatbot and then letting it kind of answer other questions. But if if you don't know what's actually going in to fine tune that model, people could have shared passwords uh, right. within previous chats that now someone can get access. Makes through. sense. Yep, absolutely. So what what about like are there organizations that are out there trying to control AI govern or AI or, or promoting any sort of AI governance and and how does that relate to what we're doing? Yeah, there's a a, a lot of organizations that are getting ramped up in this space. Um, well, one a law to call out here is the EU AI Act, which is uh, slowly progressing its way in Europe. And similar to where GDPR uh, spearheaded a lot of the privacy concerns, uh, EU AI Act is a similar thing that's happening in, in Europe. So as a company right now, if you've lived through GDPR, you're like, I want to get ahead of this and not wait mm-hmm. until it passes and, and kind of uh, panic. So that's one organization that is uh, really pushing this. Got it. So be proactive instead of reactive with that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and what about some of the NIST or the OECD or other, other things like that? Are they starting to ramp up on this? Yeah. Yeah. There's a NIST and OECD framework that's been published out there. Uh, what we've done in-house in, in OneTrust is to take them laws and frameworks and break them down into assessment templates to make it a lot easier on you as a because your role is to govern ai or to kind of uh, be a data steward within your organization reading document like laws and regulations takes a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, so we are committed as one trust have done in, in all other frameworks for privacy and across the board to translate these into template assessments and you know that you're getting the most up-to-date template with that framework. You don't have to keep researching that. So that's a, a huge pro of the, the one, one trust product and platform. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess getting down into the weeds a little bit, like wh- what is a good AI governance? What are the com- components? I mean, obviously you need the templates you need to be able to conform to regulations. But as we talked about earlier, there's so much more than that. Monitoring what's in your data data repositories, that kind of stuff. How does a how does a really good AI governance program work? And and from a one trust perspective, what are we doing to help with that? Yeah, definitely. There's a a, a few core components of an AI governance uh, program, and most importantly, it starts with your inventory. So, if you went to most organizations today and you asked them a very simple question like, "What AI do you have in production today?" from uh, internally developed and third parties. I don't think uh, 90% of them could tell you exactly mm. what's in production. So it starts with an inventory. So that's like building out your inventory of AI solutions that are in in place today. 
And once you've done that part, building out the inventory, the second part is a assessing that. So you want to go and, and assess that on one of these frameworks like OECD or, or NIST or EUAI Act. And once you've assessed it, there might be some follow-ups that you need to take uh, on on that AI solution. That would be step two. And then the third step is continually monitoring because not like uh, other software where you can kind of write some code and it, it continues to do the same thing over time, AI is going to change as the data that's coming into it changes. Kind of by default, that's what AI does, right? It grows and makes makes itself better, right? Yeah, learns. Yeah, but that gives you so much problems in the the sense of like a data drift. Like what what it was trained on and doing when you put it into production a year ago is not what it's going to do right now. And that's, that's a problem, especially in organizations when data scientists move on to new projects and they don't really remember what they did back a year ago when this went into production, the original goals are obscure in confluence. Like what was the use case that you were originally building this for? That kind of gets forgotten over a year's time. And uh, the monitoring itself is is so core to what we're trying to build here on the AI governance platform so that you can you can commit to your customers what you set out to do and, and, and your use case for that model is what it's continuing to do over time. Makes sense. Interesting. So I guess walk me through a day in the life of someone who's listened to this or have read about it and they say, yeah, oh, wow, I need to do this. What, what, how can they use OneTrust to help them get going on implementing an AI governance program? What, what are the steps and how do they go through this process? Yeah, I think uh, one of the, the fascinating things and has been really interesting for me with AI governance is the amount of different stakeholders. So everyone from legal, security, uh, compliance, it's across the board, mm. data science. Uh, so the, the the person that's going to be implementing this AI uh, governance program, the, the stakeholders I've spoken to so far, uh, they really have a, a job of aligning up the troops internally. Like who who is the, the internal people and stakeholders they need to get at the table? And OneTrust has released a great playbook. Our center of excellence de- developed that, and we released like a a, a playbook of how to uh, the kind of essential how to AI governance. Mm. And that that's a, a really great read. Hopefully, we can get a link to it somewhere. But that uh, gives you a good starting point of like this is how you set up your AI governance council. Here's the documentations you should have in place, like your policies. And then it runs down into some more deeper things like the the measuring and the mapping under the NIST framework. Okay, cool. And that's a, that would give us a great start. What um, if I guess from a product perspective? Sorry, I was staring there for a second. From a product perspective, is this its own product? Is it part of uh, another product? Like from a licensing perspective, what would a, someone need to have in order to start using this? Yeah, th- that's a great question. This is going to be a, a stand standalone product. So uh, if you're an existing OneTrust customer, what you have in other modules will play into it. So if uh, you have data discovery or data mapping, we're, we're trying to utilize what you've done over there to play into AI, AI governance. Uh, and then also, if you're a new customer, this is definitely an entry point into the, the OneTrust ecosystem. So you can uh, get the product and, and start from fresh. Yeah, that makes sense. And and that's 
one of the other questions I had was, can we use, if we're doing data discovery and data governance, because obviously the data is really important to understand what you've got and where it is and what it contains and data mapping and all that stuff. And can't, will, will those modules play into the whole AI governance product? And I assume it will. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. So right now we uh, are working on that functionality in our development life cycles. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, like uh, that example of scanning your confluence documents for, for PII or sensitive data, like, wouldn't it be amazing if you know all their, the PII that's gone into fine-tune that model, and then you can put that PII associated with the model that, hey, this was used in the training of this model, and we, we know this because we've done it in, in data discovery. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, people, that, that's the whole point of it, right, from data, well, not the whole point. One of the major points of data discovery is finding out what you've got and where it is and where do you have PII, where do you have other things that uh, that you don't want anyone else to know about. Um, so that's awesome to, to see that because that's a huge part of this. Um, you mentioned earlier that we're, we're going to keep, obviously, those OECD, NIST, and EU AI Act um, frameworks up to date. Is there anything else that, that we're doing to help people as, as these AI solutions grow in their company? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm working right now with our center of excellence of kind of building out and an, like that playbook, but building it out into the product, into task management. So if you start from fresh, uh, there's a lot of different stakeholders you need to be involved. There's a lot of different uh, policies you need to get approved. How can the, the OneTrust whole platform of, of products solve that problem? So we can, you know, use task management or compliance manager to uh, do to help you complete the objectives of that playbook. So that's one thing that I'm working on a lot now with our our center. Oh, that's of cool. Excellence. That's great. I, I assume that you don't have to have that if you just wanted AI governance. No. You could, but if you wanted to take advantage of all the other features inside of OneTrust, you're you're working to to utilize those to help make sure that people um, it make it as easy as possible to to create this program. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I'm always thinking like on our early access program, we spoke to probably a, a hundred or so stakeholders and a lot of them come with the same same needs of like, hey, I, I'm learning in this journey. Like you have seen this from across the board. Like what's my step one? Because it's it's a quite a daunting task. Yeah. Like, implement AI governance. It's it's a lot easier when you know like, OK, this is step one and step two. Uh, and you can deal with them two steps first and then move on in the process and and show your stakeholders uh, that you're making progress because it's such a big uh, task doing an AI governance program. It, it's nice to show progress to all the stakeholders. Like over the last three months, we've we've done this, which is, is always nice. Yeah, I can show. imagine. I can imagine if you didn't do that, you could go a year or two without really showing anybody you've done anything when you when you actually have. But Exactly. Uh, you, you're just trying to build everything up and get ready. So oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. You mentioned EAP. So where are we right now with the product being available? Is it now in preview for folks or, or how can someone get access to it if they if they want to get access to it? Uh, yeah, right now we're in the, the early access program. Uh, we've we've worked with a lot of customers and, and gathered feedback in that. That was a, a private early access program. So we worked with a, a select number of uh, companies and then we're moving into a public preview, public preview in 
the week of uh, Trust Week, so that's September 18th, I think, where this product will be available for any customer, uh, internal or external, to to go and sign up for. Got it. Okay, yeah, that's I think the week of September 18th is when all that starts. Yep. So that'd be cool. Cool. Uh, all right. That this is awesome. I've learned a lot. Any final thoughts that you want to let everyone know about before we move on? Definitely sign up for that that public preview. If you if you're a listening to this and you're a an AI governance manager or you just got that role and you're you're thinking how do I address this this problem? And I think one trust just being in the privacy space. It's starting with a lot of the stakeholders move over from there. So um, we're we're helping you solve the problem yep. from from AI governance setup to actually like implementation as well. So cool. And I'll try and get the link to the um, the guide that you talked about earlier into the podcast notes. I guess if if that doesn't happen, you can just go on my one trust probably and search for for that and find it. I would assume. Yeah, yeah. If you if you search AI governance playbook one trust, there's a way you you have to kind of sign up. To, to get the for us to send you that information. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. Good. Lawrence, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I've learned a ton on this and uh, look forward to seeing what people do with it starting in September. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Okay, now let's take a look at the 2023.07.1.0 release and all of the new features. Starting with consent and preface management, there are a few new features here. The first one is create data subjects within a data subject group. This enhancement will allow you to quickly create new data subjects within a data subject group, streamlining the user experience by eliminating the need to navigate away to the data subject screen to complete this action. The second new feature is enhancements to country and state selection forms. The value for country and state data element types within OneTrust hosted web form collection points OneTrust Embedded Web Form Collection Points and Perfect Centers now appear within a selection field with values translated in all available language. This enhancement replaces the original text input field with a selectable list of values, improving the quality of data and simplifying the user experience. The third new feature for the Consent Preference Management is uh, a new parameter called Agent on Behalf. This will allow you to determine whether preference changes were made by an agent logging into the preference center on behalf of a data subject using the new agent on behalf parameter that is now included in the payload for integration workflows triggered by the following events, which are data subject profile updated, customer preference updated, data subject element updated, and purpose updated. Moving on to incident management, there is one new feature. It's called export custom attributes. With this enhancement, users can select custom and system attributes on the export incident details modal to capture important metadata of the reported incident. Within IT and security risk management, there are two new features. The first one is create controls on objects. With this enhancement, users can easily create a new control that will be added to an object without navigating to the controls library. The second new feature here is control categories. This feature will allow users to manage and customize control categories within the controls library to provide greater flexibility when managing control content. In the policy management product, there's one new feature. This is a new policy temp template. It's the Illinois Biometric Information Privacy Act template. This enhancement by adding this will simplify the policy creation by allowing users to configure policies using this new pre-configured template. In third-party due diligence, we have a bunch of new features. The first one is monitoring enhancements. 
With this, users can access a summary of newly surfaced risks by clicking the alert link in the email notification. This enhancement allows users to review all risks identified on a match profile and reduces the time spent searching for updated information gathered from daily monitoring. The second new feature is update the entity type attribute in bulk. With this enhancement, users who need to screen existing third parties can add required attribute data for the entity type attribute in bulk. The next new feature is linked entities. This feature allows users to add and screen child relationships such as beneficial owners, affiliated organizations, and board members. The next feature is match feedback. This feature allows users to quickly remediate screening results for accuracy. Once a match is dismissed, the profile will no longer be monitored for future changes. The next new feature is with respect to permissions. We've created a new TPDD compliance manager role uh, with various existing permissions that allow users to manage third-party due diligence activities such as reviewing assessment responses and screening results. Site admins can assign this role to users to quickly assign the permissions necessary for the daily management of third parties. Now let's look at the third-party risk management product. Uh, a couple new features here. The first one is create engagements on assessments. This enhancement will require respondents to create new engagement records within assessments. Users are prevented from selecting a list of existing engagement records and are required to create a new record. The next new feature in third-party risk management is new engagement list screen filters. In this enhancement, users can use the field options below to filter visible records on engagements list screen. These are engagement management organization, engagement last updated date, engagement updated by, engagement created date, engagement created by, and engagement status. The last new feature in third-party risk management is configure engagement tab views. This will allow users to configure visible columns and to create private or public saved views to access a specific configuration of columns and filters. And that's all for this week. Huge thanks to Lawrence for coming on and providing all the great information on AI governance. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, if you have any comments, feedback, or requests, please email us at podcast at We'll talk to you next week.